0: They say everyone has a book inside them, but not everyone gets that book out of their head and onto the page. There's so much to consider, plot, characters, prose, and that's before we even get to publishing. If you're a new storyteller who's feeling a little out of their depth, you're in the right place. This is the podcast that wipes away the overwhelm for newbie writers by taking it one piece at a time. So pick up your pen and get ready to have fun. Let's start writing. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Start Writing. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And today I come on a lovely, hopefully spring day. Um, You never know what the weather is going to do in Virginia in March, what season it's going to want to be. But I think after last week's snow, that that's the end of the snow, I think. Now that I've said it, it probably will snow. But I think we are finally in spring. Happy belated St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Um, Loving the spring weather and coming to you guys today to talk about some of the new writer worries that are really common for folks just starting to take their writing seriously, just starting to share it with others. So one of the first new writer worries I'd like to talk about is the worry of negative feedback. And the trouble with this one is that it is a fear that is going to come true. At some point, you are going to get negative feedback on your work. And indeed, if you ever want to improve your work, you're going to have to get feedback that is going to tell you what you can do better. The trouble is when you let this fear overwhelm you to the point that you never share your work with anybody. It's okay to be worried, but it's you know, it's natural, it's normal. Everybody anticipates, want, you want it to be perfect. But the fact is, it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to please everybody. And part of becoming a writer, part of growing as a writer is developing um, a thick skin for feedback and as well as developing a kind of questioning nature. Hmm, I was told this about my work. How do I feel about that? Maybe I should sit and think about it. Is there any merit to this feedback that I'm getting? And to be truly open and and accepting that maybe they might be right, either wholly or partially. So how do we deal with this worry? Well, I like to tell new writers to take this a step at a time. Um, I think there is a damaging misconception among some new and even some more experienced writers who didn't do this emotional work, uh, that harsher critiques are better. And as an editor, as someone who is professionally critiquing work, I would not be doing my job well if all I did was, you know, blast new writers out of the water with really harsh critique. I think it is just as valuable to know what you are doing well as it is to know what you can improve upon. And I think there is there is a a scale of how tough a critique can be. And I think so new writers, you really need to start with a critique group. And to vet your critique group carefully, or your critique partner carefully, find somebody who is going to give you, you know, not just nice happy smiles feedback that you might get from your mom, um, but who will also critique constructively, which is important. They're actively trying to help you and not trying to tear you down. Um, I may do a whole whole separate episode on critique group dynamics at some point. But it is important to kind of get the feel for the dynamics of the group or the one-to-one critique relationship. And this may take some time to do. So, I think it should be totally acceptable and okay for a new writer to visit a critique group and not necessarily share anything the first few meetings just to get a feel for what the group is like. And see if they're going to be safe and accepting for that new writer to learn and grow. So I think take baby steps. Start with a critique group that seems really safe to you. Let them know that you're new. And you can even, you know, if you're really, really terrified, you can... I think that we should normalize, you know, just saying... Okay, for this first time, I just need positive feedback. That's something that as I have been learning more and more about photography, uh, I joined a photography, a beginner photography Facebook group. And one of their rules was no critique on photographs um, unless the person specifically asks for a constructive critique. Um, So that new Folks can just get comfortable posting and sharing their photographs with the world before they're ready to have critique. And that's especially important in an online forum like that. So it was a rule that I found really helpful, um, you know, as as a, a kind of newer photographer. But it's also something I think that is a lesson we can take into the writing world, I think it should be acceptable to have this stage where all you're doing is sharing for a little bit. And then when you're comfortable, you take that next step and say, all right, I'm ready for some gentle, constructive critique. So find that's if that is the worry that's really holding you back from getting feedback on your work, then take those baby steps. If you are at a stage where you're like, I want to publish this, but I'm too afraid to you know, go the traditional route and submit to agents and editors and get rejected. I'm just gonna self-publish. Then I'd say you also need to maybe hold up. You need to like talk to some other writers. Um, I love self-publishing, but fear should not be the reason that you do this. So again, lean on your writer community. Or alternatively, if you are convinced you do want to self-publish, which is also a wonderful choice, but you're being held back from that fear of bad reviews. Well, you know, both of these fears are fears that are gonna come true. Um, You're probably gonna get some rejections when you query agents. You're definitely gonna get some bad reviews at some point in your career, whether you traditionally or self-publish. Those are fears that are going to come true. And so again, it's about taking those baby steps and developing that thick skin and leaning on your writer community. But if fear is the only reason that you're holding back from something, from any sort of sharing your work, is that fear of that negative feedback, know that you are strong enough to handle any negative feedback. It may sting for a while, but you will regret it more if you don't share your work with someone. So next writer fear that's kind of holding folks back from sharing their work is the fear of plagiarism. If I share this wonderful story that I've labored over so long with this critique partner, what if they steal it. They love my idea and they steal it and they publish it as their own before I can. You know what if I and this is a worry that sometimes holds people back from working with editors when they're self publishing, that they are afraid their editor is going to steal their manuscript and post it as their own. Well, here again, the the issue is knowing whom you're dealing with and Getting enough information to trust them. If you don't trust this pers- this critique partner, not to steal your stuff, um, then that's not the right critique partner for you. Instead of like researching ways of locking down your material and being afraid to send a word document, this means that you really, sh- you probably shouldn't trust them with their feedback either. Um, and if same deal, if you have an editor you want to work with, but you're trying to lock down that material, you're afraid the editor's going to steal it, um, then you've not done enough research on the editorial process or on that editor in particular. And, you know, if as an editor, if I stole somebody's manuscript and published it as my own, um, A, that would be the end of my editing business forever. Um, but like, most editors are, are not even interested in this and as hard as it is to write a book as hard as it is to come up with the material it's the marketing and promotion side of the process is perhaps even more laborious so there's there's these plagiarism issues they do happen um so It is a possibility, I don't want to say it's not, but it is very rare. And the way to avoid it is not to avoid any kind of sharing your work or locking down all of your materials to everyone on, from anyone on your team, is to find a team that you trust, to find a critique group that you trust, to find critique partners you trust, to find um, editors, or if you need them, formatters or other people, proofreaders, um, that you trust, uh, who have a proven track record, you know, who have clients that are happy, that you can trust that they are not gonna do anything shady. So that's, that is the key to that one. It's not about locking down, it's not about layers of technology, it's not about, um, because, yeah, you, you can't really effectively work that way. It's about finding people that you trust. So another fear that new writers have, that actually I think they should have maybe a little bit more of a fear, is scams. They're afraid of falling for a scam. And again, this comes back to research and finding people that you can trust. Because there are lots of scams out there. There are people who pretend to be editors and agents. um, And Again, I think the new writer's fear is often they're going to steal my manuscript and publish it, but the easier scam is that they probably would just take money and run. That that would be the more common scam, but again, like, it's that you haven't totally researched these people, and the reason I say that this should be a bigger fear for writers is that writers, um, typical, yeah, writers are often get really caught up in the dream of publication. And sometimes when someone reaches out to them claiming to be an agent, they think all their dreams are going to come true. Or claiming to be a publisher that's interested in their manuscript, all their dreams are going to come true. Um, And so they don't do their due diligence. They don't look into this person or this company and see what people are saying. They don't, um, they don't get that feedback. They don't, from other clients, they don't look into it deeply enough. Um, they don't even do like the basic sort of Google their name plus the word scam to see if, if anything pops up. Um, or looking on websites like Writer Beware. And they don't, Bad, you know, they don't think too much about how publishing is supposed to work. And they get taken in by kind of predatory vanity presses, And he put down tens of thousands of dollars for copies of books that just sort of sit around, instead of doing their research on how traditional publishing, self-publishing work, and even how hybrid models work. Um, so if yeah, they they don't, um, because they get taken in by that dream. And the dream, you know, it, it pulls really strong. I'm you, and you can start to, after some time, after lots and lots of effort, um, and maybe lots of rejections, start to get desperate. But always, you know, press pause on those emotions and do your research. So then the last fear I'd want to discuss today is the, the fear that, that we don't always know we have that holds us back from sharing our work. And that is the fear of disappointing yourself. Not the fear of feedback from others. It's not even, a you know, not a fear that other people are going to harm you in some way, but the fear that you're going to put out a subpar book or a subpar short story or a subpar whatever, and it's going to disappoint you. So sometimes... Writers, you know, spend years on a manuscript and polish over and over and over again, and then they don't submit to editors and agents, even when, you know, their critique might be saying, I think you're ready for that. Um, they don't look into the self-publishing process, even though that might fit them very well. They... Or they do loads and loads of research into both of these avenues, and then they they don't take any action. Yeah, you know, there are there are writers out there who have manuscripts that like they're sitting on that are ready to go, but they're not taking any action. And sometimes that's because of that that fear of rejection and feedback, but it might be fear that it's going to disappoint them that. The product is never going to be as good as it is in their mind. And once they publish it, then they're going to have to see it. This is also the same fear that sometimes holds writers back from finishing a manuscript at all. That they've got this whole intricately plotted thing in their head. And they'll write maybe the first third and then they go back and then they write and then they go back. And they get stuck on that idea of perfection. And again, it's a fear that is going to come true. There are going to be aspects once you get get the work done, either, you know, it's completed, it's submitted, or it's finally published, whatever ends up happening, there is going to be an element in which you disappoint yourself because it is never going to be exactly as perfect as it is in your mind. That's just the reality of making art. We are humans. and the art that we make is made by humans. It is not going to be perfect. But what you know what's definitely not going to be enjoyable is a book that never gets written, a book that never gets published, a book that never even gets tried to be published. Um, so nobody can enjoy that. And surely that is the greater disappointment. Um, So this might be a fear that you may have to, to think a little bit about, because it's not often one that is terribly conscious for writers. But if after a few days, after listening to this episode, this starts to ring true for you, again, I think it's a sign that maybe it's time to take a little bit of a chance. Lean on your writer community where you need it. And get that work done and out there. All right, that is all for this week on Let's Start Writing. So uh, I am going to be back next week with more tips. I am currently scheduling some editorial projects for April, um, May, and onward. So if you are interested in that, head on over to bookechoescom services. And until next week, happy writing, everybody.